0: Also, uh, uh, sidebar, the Wim Hof breathing method, guys, you got to try it. It's like 11 minutes. It's on YouTube. Wim Hof is this wild guy. He just, he just climbed Antarctica or what is it? Oh no, Lord, I don't know. In shorts, the, the biggest mountain, Everest. Boom, there it is. End of the day. You are all uh, over the place there. Yeah, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Cold Wim Hof. So anyway, he's a wild guy and he holds his breath for all the time. So I'm like, how do you do that? It's on YouTube. Wim Hof breathing technique. Caroline Candy, you're probably our only listener. If you do it, also let me know how it goes. But yeah, yeah, give that a shot, y'all. Give that a shot.
1: Let's begin now. 360.
0: I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around, the ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look.
2: And uh, what's up, everyone? What's going on? It is episode nine of Breath of Fresh Life podcast. I literally forgot what podcast I'm doing. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're up episode nine. It's, it's been a little bit. We've had uh, some, you know, stuff going on. But, you know, we're back and that's the most important thing. Um, so as always, bringing in um, Andrew and Brenna, Hey you guys. Well, I, uh, what's going on?
1: You know, drinking a nice little glass of wine after a long day.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Happy to be here, Garrett. Happy to be here.
2: You uh, you got an apple there?
0: No, no, no. Finish the apple. Working on an RX bar.
2: Gotcha. Um,
0: you got to rip them up. That's the key. Rip them up, but they don't get stuck in your teeth.
2: Yeah, that's the key. Pro tip. So, uh, guys, you know, getting back to uh, our episode today, today we're uh, doing something a little bit uh, different and kind of uh, out there. Uh, Well, I don't want to say out there, but, you know, kind of an interesting topic that I'm actually very interested to see where we go. So today's focus is kind of uh, hobbies and things that we like to do and, uh, you know, time management as well, you know, things that you know, maybe strategies that we have for managing time and just kind of our thoughts about that as well. So, um, we really can go any direction that you guys want to go, you know, if we want to start talking about hobbies, talking about things we like to do or, you know, whatever it is. So if either one of you guys want to, want to start just, uh, let me know. <laughs>
1: um, I could start, Oh, I can start off with hobbies. Yeah. Uh, because I re- actually just recently picked up a new one which I'm kind of Perfect. Um so I um I, I sometimes go on TikTok and as I'm scrolling through there're a bunch of people who are like making these canvases and they paint them and whatever and then they would like embroider the actual picture itself. So I wanted to do that to put some art up in our room. Because um, we didn't really... We had, like, old things, but nothing new. And so I made three of them. And I think they came out really good. I'm, like, very proud of them. Um, and so I showed people pictures of them. And then people started putting in requests. So now I have a couple, like, orders. Wow. That I'm going to send out that people are going to pay me for. So I'm really excited about that.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Right? And it's, like, the most wow. mindless thing in the entire world. That's <sighs> why I like it. I, I can watch who knows what on tv and just yeah. like sit and do it and like my brain just goes blank and it's amazing
2: huh. awesome. wow that that is really cool what's
0: your what's your end goal with it do you want to become like a billionaire you know what i mean like running a very famous art account etsy it like how, what's our end goal here or is it just like you know what we'll do a few here and there we'll see where it, where it lands me
1: I think it's more just like I'll do a few here and there. They're like very. Um, I I really only have done like line drawings as of right now. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to get into more like shapes, and if I get good at shapes, I can work from there. These are the I made them.
0: Damn. For the viewers at home, these are some top-notch art right here. This Absolutely. Is at with seats. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff.
1: Thank really you. Thank you. That's so, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with it. And then if people hang up my art on their wall, I'll be like, mm-hmm,
0: you know, mm-hmm. but this, that's probably it. But it'll be fun. Very good. Reach out to Brenna if you, if you are looking for quality art for your apartment or your house um, or just any wall. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, if I.
0: Breath of Life podcast, whatever our ads are. I'll let our social media team, we have about thirty, forty interns taking care of that, but reach out to us and we will get back to you. Not directly, but we'll get back to you through our channels.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I know I know for sure our, you know, loyal, lo- wonderful listeners, uh, I know at least a couple of people that might be interested. You know, of our many thousands.
1: There's one of our listeners, um, I who was put in an order of surprise me. And I really Pumped about it, I've already picked the design. it's gonna be
0: <laughs> yes,
2: nothing says endless possibilities, like the phrase surprise me
1: <laughs> at Carol at Carol at
2: Carol <laughs> why am I not surprised?
1: Oh, I've got something I mm-hmm. cannot wait to start making it. Carol, you're gonna love it
0: <laughs> yes,
2: it's gonna I cannot wait. it's gonna be outstanding, I bet.
1: But yeah, top that for hobbies, boys. <laughs>
2: Yikes, yeah. Pass. <laughs> yeah. We are definitely going to go downhill from there.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, you got any hobbies that, you're, that you're, you're itching to kind of share with the world?
2: Um. So, I think, you know, I would like to later in the, the podcast discuss things that I would like to pick up. Um, okay. I figured that could be an interesting you know, segment that we could delve into about things that we would like to do or things that we would like to try. Um, so the top of my list was, um, I'm a huge, uh, pretty big video game person. Um, and as the two of you know, um, in our group chat, I mentioned uh, last week that um, I'm, I was going to be talking about video games and things are going to get very, very... Uh, Very weird, you know, nerd-wise, like, you know, you might hear some crazy things coming out of my mouth, but, uh, you know, video games have always been a pretty fun hobby for me. You know, when I was a kid and growing up, all I played was sports games, you know, Um, as a young kid, literally, like, sports was my, like, most favorite thing in the world, so playing all those, you know, games is pretty much just... My childhood, you know, I threw in some other, you know, adventure games that kind of give you some um, kind of strategy, I guess you could say. Um, but pretty much it was just, you know, playing sports games. And um, I don't know, it's something about video games that are, you know, relaxing, it gives you something that you can do. And it's kind of a, a mindless activity. But I've also noticed that, you know, after I, you know, was in that sports sports phase and started playing more games that were kind of Action adventure, I kind of stimulated my brain a little bit more because there are, you know, you know, problem solving and things like that. So um, that was always, you know, a, a huge hobby for me, and it still is today. I still play today. So um, that's definitely probably the number one hobby that I have going right now. Absolutely. You know, I can go more in depth if if you would like me to, or if you have any questions about that.
1: Um, I have one. Did you ever play that, like... I feel like you had to have, because everybody did, that, like, backyard baseball game with the little mini characters. Oh, yeah. I loved that game. And some, I've, like, no joke, have asked people this question, and when they say no... I have a fierce amount of judgment that I throw their way. Oh,
2: seriously.
1: I needed to guarantee that you were on the level
2: I needed. Thank you. So, you know what's funny about those games is I played those games on the computer almost exclusively. Um, And, you know, what was so interesting is, like, that franchise, they not only made computer games, but then they also made games that you could play on, like, consoles like uh, GameCube or, or PlayStation. Um, yeah, no, I love those games. I mean, those games literally were maybe, like, the introduction to, like, sports games for me.
1: Ugh, so good. It was so much fun.
2: They are so much fun. They are so much fun. You know, backyard baseball, that's, that's, that's where I make my bones.
1: That, honestly, though, I could play that right now. Like, (laughs) no doubt in my mind, could jump in and play it right now. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Pete
2: Wheeler had speed. Dude, I mean, geez, they don't call him Pete Wheeler, for
0: Wheeler had speed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah, you know, it's like, you know, that and then, you know, got, I think I got a PlayStation when I was like seven or eight years old. And the first game I got was uh, Madden NFL 2003. And I, you know, played that absolutely nonstop. And like, <laughs> yeah, it just, you know, as they say, the rest is history with those games. And, you know, the two of you know that I'm, you know, kind of in the, the, the sports field, I guess you could say, and, you know, started my career, I guess you could say, doing play-by-play in high school. And a lot of times I'd play video games and I'd narrate games myself. Um, and so that was definitely like a big part of why I enjoyed sports so much because it was like, you know, I could in a way practice, I guess, or, you know, do things that were, that were fun with it um, to, you know, make it more interesting. Um, but then as I grew up, I started to play a little more of like the action adventure games where like, you know, there's a little more like strategy to it, I guess, where you have to like think, um, and that's kind of where the, my kind of love for like Batman returned that, you know, I watched it when I was a kid watching the sure. animated series of my brother, but then it wasn't until Batman Arkham Asylum came out and I played that, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, it, it, it is returning. Playing that game is so much fun. Um, you know, there's a series that they have four of those games, and I've played those games at least three or four times through, and they're so much fun. Um, but just as interesting to, to think about how it was like all sports. Now I'm kind of not, I don't really play many sports games. The only times I really do is if I play with friends. You know, if someone you know challenges me to a Madden game, which you know most likely I'll lose, but uh, that is definitely probably one of my, if not my, oldest hobby. Okay.
0: Oh. Any hobbies that I wouldn't expect?
2: Well, um, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna stay with me, um, <laughs> one of my like ones that people probably would not get by meeting me is I have this serious love for reading food menus and reading uh, food recipes. That's like one of my favorite, like weird things to do. Where did that
0: develop from? I honestly
2: have no idea. That's what I can't, re- I'm not sure. So like, I remember when I, when I was like a little bit younger, I watched Hell's Kitchen and I was, like, so fascinated by, like, you know, how how that show worked. But then also, like, all the, the terms for, like, food and, like, how food is made and, like, what goes good with certain things. And, like all, like, all this terminology. And I don't know. Just something in me. I'm just, like, very interested by that. You know, and I'm always looking at, you know, cookbooks. I've gotten cookbooks, like, for you know, birthdays and Christmas and you know, I read those like nonstop. And I'm not sure where that necessarily came from.
0: Yes. I was wondering if you could like pair that off to a person. Like if there was someone that you did that activity with or someone that was like kind of the the person that would set those meals, like if you had any input with them. Like I was wondering kind of the genesis of it, but yeah, yeah it's interesting. Um
1: Do you ever – do you, like, prefer with recipes, like, dinner or cooking over baking? Because they're so different if you, like, actually sit and look at them. Yeah. You
2: know? I mean, I I guess – I guess cooking, but, like, I'm not not sure. I'm actually not sure. I mean, I think I'm not – I've never really been a huge, like, sweets and, like, dessert person necessarily. So, you know, that's probably why, like (laughs) – you know, I always had this joke growing up that, like, there were only specific types of chocolate that I liked, that I only like Kit Kat bars, like Hershey Kisses, like milk chocolate, but, like, would not eat anything else. Whoopie pies? I don't think so.
0: Huh. What if I brought you a whoopie pie right now?
2: I mean, you know, I, I can't say no to that now, but, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, those things, those things slap. Wait, Drew,
1: what about you? You have not said a single hobby.
0: Well, I feel very energized by having this conversation. I feel a lot of spunk. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I mean I think that I always do try to balance like my res- like my like my resume versus like like for example like going to high school, going to college, working versus like my life resume and trying to pump as much effort as I can into like rounding out my life. Um, uh, no, not right now. Yeah. Um, so, I, <laughs> I would, so I would say some big hobbies, right? Just going down the list, uh, cutting hair, lining and lagging and haircuts was a big thing for a while. Uh, volleyball, something I love doing, uh, lifting weights with some of my, my buddies we do that every morning from Monday to Friday at five oh five hundred 500. When the gym opens up, we love doing that. 0, 500. Uh, <laughs> what else, what else, what else, stand up, I did stand up comedy for like nine months with like reckless abandon, went all up and down the the mics of Boston and Rhode Island. Uh, And then I think just generally just doing hilarious stuff with my friends just makes me so happy. So uh, anything that I can do to kind of fill out the day with with things and timeless memories are are things that I, I kind of hold sacred. But as far as hobbies, I mean, You know, it's whatever my little eclectic mind takes me to in time, and uh, it has my devout, uh, undivided attention, and then it doesn't. So usually you'll see me just fixate on something for about nine-ish months, find whatever level of mastery I've seen fit, and then whatever my little brain fixates on next is what I'll I'll start consuming. The life of the hungry mind.
1: So your hobbies are almost like goal-based.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: That's so interesting. Like, in comparison to Garrett's where he's like, I've just, you know, done this my whole life, and it's like, for you, you go from one to the other.
0: Yeah, well, I'm very much like the, 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 uh, well, I mean, like, the, the archetype man that, like, needs to go out and get more and more and more and more, and, more. and it's like, I'm just never, like, just always waking up running around chasing more without mm-hmm. really knowing why, so um, mm-hmm. it definitely, you know, manifests in my habits for sure day-to-day and also hobby-wise.
1: Do you have, like, a favorite hobby that you've done, even if you've moved on from it?
0: I mean, volunteering, probably doing Arrowhead was definitely... I mean, that's that that's like, that's like kind of a cop-out answer, uh, but for sure, far and away, the best thing I've ever done was Arrowhead.
1: I um, think that's yeah. a cop-out. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think
0: so. You know, I, I think that would be the answer, would be just hmm. volunteering my time, albeit coaching basketball, like, doing stuff like that, or, um, you know, obviously the thousands of hours we did over at Arrowhead, um, I'd say those were definitely the things I was most excited, like, hopping out of bed for. For sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I
2: love that. Yeah, that is really, really interesting.
1: That's, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little bit of a combo of the two of you, because it's like, I do love to just try new things, and, like, yes, half of them, I, the only way place that I'm different is I don't finish them. It's not like I reach a level of mastery and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, alright, I tried it. And then I just am ready to move on. Like, there's <laughs> like no goal orient anywhere in my hobbies that I do. Like, probably the only one actually that had like real, like I worked really hard to get really good at it was rugby. Rugby. That was my big, my big one. But that was also like something I was very passionate about and like was a family setting for me. So it all like that makes sense. But yeah, no. Like I I'm a lot of my things are craft based too. Hmm. I I do like to be artistic, but I don't have much room for it all the time. So it's like when I can be creative, it makes me feel good. Like I said when we first started this, like this is a different type of creativity that I've always really wanted to get into. Mm. So it's like, to me, it's just a different avenue to be creative. Like, I wish I could have a job where I could just like vomit creativity all the time. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I, I unfortunately do not have a job like that. Mm. Like, kind of. I don't know. Teaching special ed, I get to be a little
2: creative. Either way, yeah.
1: But like, not to the level that I think
0: my brain wishes. It could. Did you ever create Musical.ly, Brenna? (laughs) Was that ever, like, uh, something that you did, perused it?
1: I played the trumpet in fourth grade. Okay. that was it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually really didn't even take a liking to music until I was in, like, eighth grade. (laughs) Like, I I wasn't that kid that, like, needed to listen to certain songs. Whatever was on in the radio was totally fine. I don't really care. And then when I got into 8th grade, I was like, oh, people, like, have preferences with music. Like, maybe I should. So I went through, like, every phase of every type of music, huh. like, throughout high school. But I still just don't, I don't know, that, I just don't get music in that way. That's not my thing. That's a good question, though. I wish I was good at it.
0: What do you mean by that? Like, I don't get music. Like, you don't get, like, the people that are, like, completely, like, this song saved my life yeah okay
1: but also like the actual creation of it it makes like no sense to me whatsoever in my brain like notes and following those things and hearing different parts of the band at different places like even singing i'm like i like to sing but i'm not a good singer like think like i don't i don't have that ear where i'm like wow that sounded amazing i'm like Mm. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, no preference. Like, I just feel like I am i don't have the passion for it that other people do, where it affects their lives, you know? Yeah. I've never... I have, like, those handful of songs I gave on our last
0: couple... whenever <laughs> podcast. Mm. That's really good. <laughs> mm. So we're 0 for 3 for live music people, because I don't go to concerts. Gary, you go to concerts? No,
2: absolutely not. I'm not a concert person. And yeah, it's yeah. like
0: concerts
2: it like it doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with music i just hate large crowds of people sure and it's just like concerts i think are probably like if you don't like big crowds that's probably like the worst place to go to if you don't like crowds you know Um,
1: i one of my exes used to make me go to um heavy metal shows and there'd be, like, mosh pits. And, like, I don't like that in the first place. Yeah. So then like, And, like, she'd want to go in, and I would be like... Uh. And I'd be like, you go do your thing. And I'd stand out on the back, and I'd just chat with other people who got dragged to the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> just, like, really. That's the definition of an awful crowd at a concert. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I will say going back to Brennan, your point about like, like not getting music. Like sometimes I understand that when I'm like, so I listen to a lot of hip hop and rap and I just like, don't understand how those people can just like, come, come up with the things that they come up with and like write stuff down and write lyrics. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like how do how do people do that? Like, I'm not creative in that way. I'm also not really artistic. Like. I think I'm too much of a perfectionist that I just get frustrated doing any kind of artistic thing.
0: Do you guys have sticky brains with lyrics? Like if I gave you a song, you listen to it like six or seven times in a very catchy, generic hook, could you guys like read it back to me on the eighth go?
2: Possibly.
0: Okay. Oh because some people have those just sticky brains with music.
2: Possibly, <laughs> but like I would have to listen to it a lot over and over.
0: I also constantly
1: make up words to songs because I don't know the lyrics. Yes,
2: oh, and me too.
1: And then I sing my messed up lyrics for the rest of my life and everyone's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" and it's like, "Listen. You let me riff once." And <laughs> yeah. then-
2: All bets are off.
1: All bets are off. Like, you let me do this. I don't
2: <laughs> I did the exact same thing with uh like Old Town Road when it came out. I like made up lyrics in my head of like this is what he said, and they're like and people are like, That's that's wrong. It's like alright
0: oh, What did you say? What was your first iPod to hold music that you owned?
2: Oh, is it it was one of those shuffles? Ooh. iPod shuffle, the uh like tiny little Oh wait. Wait, no no no. Or was it the nano? It's okay, either either the nano or the shuffle, I can't remember.
1: Wait, y'all are youngins. I have the iPod video. Ooh.
2: I remember my older brother had one of those back in the day.
0: The brick. The brick. The brick. I still have it. It's in my car. It <laughs> <laughs> has like a million G's on it. I can get rid of
2: Okay, yes. there's the iPod I got, Shuffle.
0: I got, I got, an, I got a first iPod story that I, I need to share. and I hadn't thought about it in like at least a long, long time. So I used to be part of uh, – I'm not going to say the name of the dentist in case they hunt me down, but – a local medic dentistry and they're having a summer little party and uh, there was a raffle giveaway and my brother and my neighbor and my other neighbor and my cousin and my other neighbor and the list goes on but it'd be hilarious to just put my name in there a bunch of times I also didn't mind it and so they, they ring the name they're like alright in first place is Andrew Lyden and I win it and I get my iPod Nano and then my brother always jokes now he's like yeah and in second place is Andrew so, you know it's like I cleaned up the top three votes. But, um, yeah, so I had such guilt. My Catholic guilt was was, was mm-hmm. terrible. And then I started playing that brick game, and then I was like, shit, we're cool. And we'll we're, do we're a couple years for this Nano. This is a good Nano. And then I listened to um, um, Indie Club and um, Hated or Love It, first two songs on my iPod. Oh, um, outstanding. And, uh, it. Good ever since.
1: Oh, my God. The first song on my iPod was that freaking Crazy Frog song. <laughs> and I could, I could, no joke, actually, genuinely do that entire song with, for you by memory.
0: Good, good.
2: Okay, I stand corrected. It was the Nano. I had, an, I had the Nano.
0: Do you remember your first song, Garrett? Yeah.
2: Do okay. Oh man, I Sean want Paul to. What'd you say?
0: I'm guessing it's going to be Sean Paul Temperature. It's my final guess. I
2: believe. I believe. I'm not positive on this. I believe it was. I, oh, shoot. Oh, come on. I just had it. Oh, um, I think it was Kanye West Stronger. Wow. Pretty that sure.
1: That my first one. No way. Yeah.
2: That's bananas. That's
1: hysterical.
2: Pretty sure that, that was the first one. Damn.
1: Oh, you know what else was up there? It was um Gold Digger.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. It's
1: all
2: you had. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh no, that song's gonna be stuck in my head. Oh shit one. That song is just so I know it all.
2: Oh yeah. Huh.
1: Dang. Well now I have a question to segment into time management. Oh yeah. So I feel like I'm gonna aim this question first at Andrew and then at Garrett. Because you both have very different versions of hobbies, so it doesn't necessarily work out. Sure. But you're, because you're always picking up new hobbies, yeah. how do you manage your time so that you can do those things, achieve what you want to achieve, but then still balance everything
0: else? Well, just to kind of get some context, would you say like within just specifically jug- juggling my hobbies, or would you say... How would I keep a balanced sheet where I'm attending to everything I want to attend to in life?
1: A little bit of this, a little bit of that.
0: Okay, okay. So I would generally say um, just consistently auditing my day-to-day to to see where um, I'm um, putting in a lot of dead time. So I would kind of characterize dead time as like, an hour I spent in my room on Twitter, or like just dead time that I didn't like. Maybe I, maybe um, someone asked me to do something, and I it, it took three hours to get a project done when I really could have done it like an hour, or I, I could have said no to the thing altogether and been available to something that I really needed to attend to that was more pressing. Um, so it, it begins with auditing things, realizing where I've where I've created dead time, where I've accepted things in my calendar that while I want to do it, it doesn't allow me to do things that I love to do. Uh, and that's consistently auditing and saying no to things, which I kind of like to do so I can do the things that I love, um, blocking time for things. So like for the gym, I do that for an hour and 10 minutes, no more, no less. And just things like that. Like, even with like, like I was running late from work and like I was calling my manager and I was like, listen, I need to be somewhere five. Like you got to tighten it up and just having that like follow through as well to kind of just protect the things that I need to have protected. Uh, It's paramount. You know, I do a call with Daisy a day. You know, I do uh, a podcast a week, you know, as often as as we need this done. You know, I'll go and see my girlfriend every other weekend. I'll go to the gym five times a week. Like, some things I can't negotiate in my schedule, other things that I will absolutely negotiate. So, um, it's just kind of power ranking things honestly, saying no to things I can't do, and then having exceptional follow-through on the things that I've committed to doing.
1: Is this something that you've, like, worked on your Whole life of being able to do or is this something you've always been like committed to and able to I guess
0: (sighs) no I'm actually really bad at saying no to people that I love so I would say that like it's one of the hardest things that I've had to do in my life
1: but like organizing your time in that way power ranking things is that something that you're very comfortable with
0: oh yeah that for sure oh yes yeah 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 that that's always been like like, the running joke when I was in high school was, like, he only does a joke about two things, which is, like, Arrowhead and his family. And, like, again, like, that was right where my priorities were. Like, I've always kept very consistent the things which I've held of high value. And it's, like, everything else filters its way out uh, through the X amount of things which you hold most sacred. And, uh, yeah, I think I've been doing that loosely since, like, probably 14. And then, like, more acutely aware of it probably at 21 years old or so. And it it works for me. I don't know how if it would work for everybody. Takes a lot of you know honesty, looking over your schedule. But uh, I would recommend doing it. I'd recommend saying no to people that you like, or even people that you love, if it puts up a boundary which allows you to handle the things which you feel like you were, you know, put on this earth to do. So just protect yourself first. You know, in finance, pay yourself first. Sleep, time management, put yourself first. It's definitely a worthwhile endeavor. So that's my long-form answer.
1: That's really hard to do. It's, like, very impressive that you're able to do that.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I guess, I don't know, maybe from the outside looking at maybe doing it in my position, it looks like probably a little more clustered, you know? But. I
1: mean, mm. probably everyone's is. They're all yeah. clustered.
2: Yeah, and yeah. yeah.
1: Um, okay, then, this is my alternate question. It's the same but slightly different. Garrett. it. How do you maintain, because I know you've been doing your hobbies much longer, Mm -hmm. so I feel like, is it easier for you to manage your time, or do you ever have a hard time with that, like, between what you have to do, what you like to do, you know, things like that?
2: Well, it's, like, I think it's a lot more, like, a lot more of a complicated answer than like a simple one, because I think, you know, since, since I've graduated college, like, I've not really had you know, a job or, like, something that's, like, you know, super dependent, like, oh, you have to do something every day. So, like, when I joined the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast website, you know, it was writing articles, making sure that I'm writing at least four articles a month, you know, so it wasn't like, okay, every day I have to do something, but it's like, you know, if they're roughly four weeks in every month, it's okay, I want to have an article done this week. So, you know part of my, like, I don't want to say issue, but like when I get into doing something, I have to like do it until it's done. Like I'm not one of those people that can kind of do things a little bit at a time, you know? So if I'm writing an article, I try to like to write like almost the entire thing and then, you know, kind of go in and edit if I have to. Um, and so, you know, I think it's, it's different because I don't have like a job or work and so it's not like I have to like balance the the hobbies that I have and it's kind of just like I don't know I think that the the hobbies I do it it's not something where it's like oh, okay I need to do this but it's like if if I want you know if I have the time I can um so I think um I don't know it's kind of hard to answer the question I think at the at the at the current moment so I think like I guess the easiest answer is, like, I don't really feel like I have to really budget my time to, like, make sure that I'm able to do, like, the things that I want to do. I kind of can, you know, do them if I want, but then, you know, if I have stuff to work on, I kind of need to try to do that and kind of focus on that.
1: Do you ever have a hard time doing that? Because it's like, the hobby is something you enjoy and you like
2: always do it? Is it hard sometimes to... I Yeah, a little bit, because I think sometimes, you know, if I'm writing articles or doing something, I kind of sometimes struggle to stay focused, you know, and I, feel, I felt like more recently when I've written some of the articles that I've written, I've kind of done little bits at a time and not really been able to stay as focused as I would like. Um, and I'm not really sure what that's a reason of, if that's like, oh, I want to have more time to do these things but like um i don't know i think it's a i think it's an interesting conversation i guess
1: yeah that happens to me like all literally all the time
0: (laughs) yeah Brett, how do i have two questions for you one right that same question how do you how do you balance time management with your hobbies second how do you um like how is it you know having a partner then of course that partner won't have 100 percent of your hobbies so how are you guys trying to um, uh, assimilate and like get to know each other and really delve into each other's hobbies is it hey you have that on your own you get to have that you get to have space uh, kind of how is that how is that forming as well
1: yeah um, well first with the time management part of it I'm actually god awful at time management and probably the most ironic thing in the world is that I literally teach students executive functioning skills which which surround time management that's one of those things um so i have a hard time with it but then it also helps me really connect with the kids to understand why they have such a hard time and like it's taken me a while to find little things but um being in my second year at this job i do find like drawing a line of work ends here and then from this time on i can do something that brings me joy that I can separate myself from work. Like, especially working from home, I feel like it's really hard to separate yourself, which is why I asked, because, like, for me, if I'm playing a game and all of a sudden it's time to start working, but I just, like, I just want to play the game. I don't really want to work. I'm at home. I haven't moved, you know? Like, I'm not in a space to work. So for that, that's why I asked Garrett. Like, I just am having a really hard time with that. <laughs> but, like, as far as the hobbies go, I think it's, For me, because all my hobbies are creative, it's more dependent on when I'm in a creative state of mind, and then I find the time to do it. So for me, I feel like my hobbies aren't things I do every day. It's like if I'm in the state of mind and I'm feeling it, I'll go for it and throw myself into it, probably sometimes for like a little bit too much time. But it's easier to, you know, break up your day like that. When you are like, I want to finish this, I want to see the end result, you know, like in that, in that same space. But I'll also go like weeks without touching something if I'm not feeling it, which is probably like why I quit a lot of things. (laughs) Whatever. None of it's that important. (laughs) Um, but as far as like me and, and Kate trying to balance our hobbies, it is, we're very lucky that we have a lot of the same hobbies, like a lot of them overlap. Um, But we have different preferences in some of those hobbies. Like, if I want to sit and, like, on a lazy Sunday, watch a TV show, like, mindless. For me, that's very different than when Kate wants to do that. So it's, like, for her, she watches reality shows like Jersey Shore, and I cannot stand that show. So sometimes we will literally just, like, go to separate spaces and, like, do our own thing there. Um, But a lot of the time, it's, like, we get to try each other's hobbies, which is fun. Like, for example, I'm not a huge concert fan, but Kate loves former concerts, and she has this one band she really likes, and instead of just, like, forcing me to go, has introduced me to the music, and so now I'm familiar with it, it's, like, a nice thing, and we're gonna go in, like, a month or something, and it's by car, so it's still, like, COVID safe, but it's it's nice to be, like, prepared for it, and to... Go in knowing that this isn't necessarily my thing, but it is her thing, and I want to experience it. So that is like a nice overlap. And I think, as long as you slowly introduce something, like I've tried getting Kate to craft with me, and it is not her thing <laughs> whatsoever. She gets like, it's kind of similar, like perfectionist, like gets frustrated and then doesn't want to do it. And then it's like, okay, but like I can get her to do things like we painted pumpkins last year, and that was really fun. So it's like if we can find activities that we both are interested in, like with painting is my hobby and I got her to do it is I think different little like compromising ways. But we, we are definitely very lucky that we do like a lot of the same things. So that works out. We just do things differently. That's our big difference in our relationship is well. like it overlaps, but a little
0: different. And then with your professional time management, what would you say is like the ten? If you were to use all your habits and tactics, you know, what's the ten percent of those that like help you the best that you would like bring to you know young professional Brenna? Run them to her. Uh, you know, what ten percent would you would you bring? And then what ten percent do you think like you would do away with in your either currently that is not serving you or early in your career? You tried it and you got your face ripped off because you tried it this way.
1: I would say my new thing that like literally saved my life is filling in my calendar on my computer. Like I will put in exactly what I have to do exactly when I can do to-do lists on there that way. So it's like filling it in. It makes it so nice. Um, I wish that I had actually used a calendar instead of just the assignment, you know, remember that daily planner, whatever. I hate myself for buying one of those every year for so many years. Like, that is so much money wasted because I never used it. Mm. I bought one now that is formatted in this, like, incredible way, mainly based in teaching. So that's been helping me a lot. But, like, writing down my to-dos in separate days and not in a big calendar, I hate myself that I didn't figure that out until last year. Like, if I could have told... I could have told high school Brenna to do that, things would be very different. Grade point averages would have probably been a little bit better. Like, <laughs> there would have been more memory. Like, it's it's the only thing that's working right now. But even then, I still miss things all the time because I procrastinate. But that's part of my ADHD. That's, that's not, like, me negatively time managing. It's, like, I just can't keep my attention on something
0: that long. Is that when, like, when you get a good, like, you get some good game, right? Like, the, the calendar works for you. Like, will you take your students and, like, like grab them by the, like, the, you have to use this. Like, this is going to work for you. Like, just do this. Or or are you taking a step back, detaching, and they're like, you know, i got to find a way to sell this into them so they believe in it. Like, how are, is, have you tried to just jam it down their throat? Uh, are you trying to convince them that they thought of the idea, like, how are you, Kind of passing this information on, or are you just kind of hoarding it, and being like, "Hey, this is working for me." Uh, you know, I'm chilling. Like, you know, where are you at in that process?
1: <laughs> um, I, so funny. I actually start every year by asking every single kid how they track their work or like time manage or anything like that, yeah. and then I put it all in one document, and I make a shit ton of formats. And so I send them out, and I say, you have to pick one. If you do not have one right now, yeah. you pick one. And if you do have one, prove it. And then we go from there. And then every month, I check in. So, like, this is probably my favorite activity, is doing a random check-in of their their <laughs> management schedules. Sure. Some kids are like, okay, just give me one second. And they're, like, frantically trying to type in old homework assignments, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Fingers off the keyboards, babies. Just pull it up when i behind you. Like, I am so intense about it because if someone had done that to me, my life would have been different. Like, Sure. That's probably the biggest. I'm like very, I like to give options. I need to get, I want to give you control over what you do. Um, so mm-hmm. you can pick, but you have to pick. Like, there's, that's my one thing. You have full control, but you have to do it.
0: There's no no. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. It's tough because, like, in, in like in, in the business application, like you, I'm sure you can't do this. But say you had ten students and you got progress reports from their teachers about how many things they turned in, just not what they got for a grade, but what they, what they turned in, their percentage of things turned in. If they had turned in every single assignment, 100, percent they got zero assignments, it'd be zero set. You can in business get a big board of all ten people and say, hey, the top three people are getting. Uh, a bonus or whatever, you guys could incentivize it with, like, food or whatever. And, like, people all of a sudden, that percentage would jump to the moon. But I'm sure that you just can't, like, compare students against each other. But finding a little competitive, type tapping into that competitive spirit would be something I would love to see. But I just don't think that in that environment you could. But no. I do have random check-ins. That's just so old school. That's
1: so old school. <laughs> yeah, I love that. In, in like content classes the competition thing is super fun like yeah. in my global class we do like um what are they called oh shoot they're like everyone in the class does it and they all go for different points so the more questions you answer correctly the more points you get and it shows it in this fun little graphic yeah. and so kids will be like oh you're going down and like get very into it but like no one would ever get that into time management. <laughs>
0: True. True.
1: So unfortunately, skills is cursed in that way. But at least, like, that is a real thing, though. Competition is real. There's no yeah. reward,
0: though. Right, right. <laughs> just pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I would do, because I think I did this at Arrowhead a few times, is just give out fake awards. Like, the grittiest person. <laughs> like, I think the volunteers twirl on.
2: Yeah, you might be the king <laughs> at fake awards.
0: Yeah, never, never run away from a fake award.
2: Never, never, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, I think cause like I'm like I think that I have some interest in uh, in management and like the idea of just motivating people out of thin air and finding out what weird peculiar things get them so fired up is like just the most hilarious thing to me. And like I remember speaking because like I used to oversee the volunteers at Arrowhead, so there'd be 130 of them, just like. Teenage kids with a variety of hobbies, life life experiences, and just looking them straight in their eyes and trying to figure out what's going to get them fired up was such a challenge. Um, and yeah, you see it, you see it in teaching, you see it in uh, really every facet when you're working with people. Is how do you get the most out of them, and, and how, how can you uh, present it to them in a way that uh, it inspires them to reach their full potential? You know, at the end, at the end of the game, if you can get these people to do time management in a you know productive way, um, you will have helped them. So interesting interesting uh things
2: that we're chewing on I, I love the way andrew that you just totally like attack something that like to most people they would be like so overwhelmed by that like okay what motivates this person like i would be so like what am i supposed to do i would just be like i would not know how to handle that but i just love that like you just want that challenge you want that like okay let's figure out what what gets you going
0: for sure I guess that's my my, com- my competitive nature, I suppose. I guess right? so, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think also that comes with just, like, the skills of being able to, like, really – you know, like, when you talk to someone and you get the feeling, like, I'm going to tell this person about myself. Like, that's, like, an aura that people have, and you are one of those people that just has that aura. Like, people – you're going to talk to them, and they're going to be like, yeah, well, I was adopted when I was five, and then all of a sudden you're just going to, like, learn their whole life story – but that's just because, like, it's what you give
0: out. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The going deep meter, quickly for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because I'm not asleep on the phones that everyone else has just decided to do. <laughs> you know, I think. Also, uh, uh, sidebar: the Wim Hof breathing method, guys, you got to try it. It's like 11 minutes. It's on YouTube. Wim Hof is this wild guy. He's just he just climbed Antarctica, or what is it? No, Lord, I don't know. In shorts. The, the biggest Mount Everest. Boom, there it is. End of the day. You're all uh, over the place there.
2: Yeah, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Cold
0: Wim Hof. So, anyways, a wild guy. And he holds his breath for all this time. So, I'm like, how do you do that? It's on YouTube. Wim Hof breathing technique. Caroline Candy, you're probably our only listener. If you do it, also, let me know how it goes. But yeah, <laughs> yeah give that a shot, y'all. Give that a shot. <laughs> yeah.
2: <sighs> hmm. Um. Well, if we wanted to delve back into into the hobby thing, any other like things that like hobbies you can think of that maybe just are interesting and like not something like people would think when they like first meet you that you're like, okay, I have this kind of thing that maybe like you think is totally out there. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I do have one. <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah. Go.
1: Um, I am, like, weird, not weirdly, I'm not going to say weird, because I don't think it's weird, but, like, I am very much into, um, like, ancient mythology. Mm. Uh, it's something that, like, I research in my spare time, I read comics about it, like, I'm big on ancient Greek mythology, but, like, Rome, too, ancient Rome is just, like, so bananas to me. Mm. And I used to actually want to be an archaeologist. So a little... I haven't told you that. I don't know. I, it, sound,
2: it sounds familiar for some reason.
1: Yeah, I was... I wanted to be an archaeologist. Actually, this is one of the only summers I missed a week of Arrowhead. When I was 16, I missed a week of Arrowhead so that I could go to Colorado to go to archaeology camp for a week. It was, like, the biggest adventure of my life. I went... I flew to Denver, and then the the little puddle jumper I had to go to the camp that I was going to was, like, there were too many people. So then they took me and two other, like, young 16-year-old girls off the plane. And they were like, you're going to stay here and wait for our 10 o'clock plane. I called my parents. They lost their goddamn minds. So then finally some adults were like, okay, we'll get off the plane so these young children don't have to. And... Flew over. I did a week at the camp. It was really awesome. Crow Canyon. I learned all about the Pueblo Native Americans. Um, and I got to do a dig site. Like, they take the kids out, and it's a trash site. So it's, like, basically where they all dumped all of their broken stuff. Mm. But, and you get, like, a little one-by-one one square, one-by-one one foot. And I actually, in my square, ended up finding a bunch of, like, ash. And I was like, this is so weird. And you bag everything you find. And then I'm going, and I find, like, Rocks and a ring and then I keep going and I find um a bowl and then I find a knife that was carved out of a bone and I was like, I think I I found something and then I discovered a whole new site. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They shut it down. They're like, get these fucking kids out of here and get the real people in here.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: Um, but yeah, ever since then, I love it. When I went, when I studied abroad, um, I took like an ancient Greek and Roman architecture class mm. and I got to go, um, the college I was at has the largest collection of ancient Greek mythology, like items in, in Europe. So that was really cool. And then I went to Rome and I got to see all the places I was learning about mm. I, the hell out. I took like rocks from everywhere I went. I went to the Colosseum. I like literally almost cried. <laughs> like, <laughs> This shit was my jam. I love reading about it. So that's like my one thing. Like in my spare time, I'll watch documentaries. I'll read articles. Like (laughs) love it. I like Egyptian mythology too. Their gods are
0: wild. Respect.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that is really wow.
0: Now, are you like are you like going on YouTube looking at documentaries? Are you going to art museums? Like, where's your where's your principal form of of kind of tapping into this hobby of yours
1: so far museums have been my favorite place because you get to like actually see them in person it's so fucking cool um but otherwise i really like reading books about it like mainly I like i mean i love fiction books about mythology so because there's like storylines and all that stuff you can put yourself in that time period mm. yeah um I would say I wa- I've i watched documentaries on, like, Netflix and Hulu and stuff. There aren't many, um, but I have watched a couple of YouTube videos. Sure. But really, it's books. I really do like just learning from those. And then I'll research things I don't understand. Like, I do ner- – I honestly, that's probably one of my nerdier
0: bits. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I really do like it. Sure. That's awesome. I would not have known that.
2: Yeah, that is really – that is really interesting.
0: Brenna, I would venture to say that was the most interesting thing I've heard in a long while. Hmm. I'm honored.
2: <laughs> where, where do you think that interest came from, like the archaeology and like the
0: <laughs>
2: Greek mythology, like any of that?
1: Actually, I do know, which is weird as heck. Is <laughs> I used to, so when I was in fourth grade, I learned about Jane Goodall, who's an anthropologist. Oh, yeah. So I was like, wow, I'm going to be an anthropologist when I grow. <laughs> then two years later, I was in sixth grade and I had Mr. Cotton. Shout out to Mr. Cotton. He was amazing. Who, we had a unit on Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology. And I, I remember being like jaw open, so into everything we did. We got to do an assignment on a god And I picked Pan, who's the lost god. And, like, when I tell you I took out every single piece that the Natick Library had on Pan, I'm dead serious. I had it all. I was in, like, sixth grade. Oh, my gosh. And I just, like, from there, I mean, the Rick Riordan series, uh, The Lightning Thief. Yeah. And the spinoff, like, I bought those books the midnight they came out. Like, I'm not even kidding. I went to a book signing for Rick Riordan. Wait, my favorite one, Percy Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I met the author. (laughs) Wait, really? What was he like? He was really cool. He came to um, the Natick Barnes & Noble to do book signing.
2: (laughs) Really? Wow. (laughs) If
0: I remember correctly, those books, the the, the good thing is they were like, they had crazy storyline, but they weren't crazy thick. I remember I could like get my teeth into them and finish them versus the Harry Potter was like, buckle up, like you're getting... You're getting a proper day's reading it today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, those books were more, like, the text was larger, so even if it was thick, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, tiny lettering, you know? Like, definitely could healthily finish a book in, like,
0: two days. Uh, Percy Jackson was a strong, strong, strong book. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I remember reading all those in, like, 7th and 8th grade, I think.
0: Do you think, I mean, do you think, like, that's, this might be a loaded Lydon-based question, but is that, like, do you think that, like, at 13 you were fascinated by, like, that they had multiple gods and they, they saw the whole world differently, that there was just worlds dating back and cultures dating back that far back past? Like, what do you think was your draw to it?
1: Honestly, I think that the, the gods had a really big
0: yeah to
1: it, just because, well, one, their stories were absolutely ridiculous, but also, I like the idea that there were individual people in charge of certain things, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, like, for me, is one of my hardest things with God—not to jump into religion—is mm-hmm. how can this singular being control every single aspect of life? That just sounds absolutely ridiculous to me. Right. I was also struggling with my Catholicism when I was in middle school, well, so yeah. I can easily see that because, like, the idea. That there's like a god of death, a god of war, a god of love, like, and they had these awesome personalities and backgrounds, and we knew about them. Mm. And like, it seemed, it seemed more realistic to me in some way.
0: No, I, and I think that I think that the reason I ask is because I think at 12, 13 years old, if you were asked to formulate how all of the world happened, I think a lot of people that age, if they would never been fed anything, they would actually come to that conclusion. They would come to the conclusion that there's multiple gods for multiple things, and then, and you know, I mean, by the way, like, just to come up with one god is you know, I mean, that's as ridiculous as anything else. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that it hit all thirteen year old people so heavy, and I always, I always wondered if that was why. So, I was very curious. Oh yeah. You know. Hmm.
1: What about you two? Any other strange and unusual hobbies? The ones that we wouldn't get?
0: I mean, I've had my fingernails since I was, like, four or five, you know? <laughs> Got those clipped up in my room. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of anything too poignant. Um, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Is there one of your, like,
1: passing hobbies that you're like, people would never think I'd ever do this in a million years?
0: Well, one thing I didn't want to pass forth was that like the end of all the hobbies directly correlates to what I was saying about time management. Like just to give – like maybe this would be a good story for like people to kind of understand my system was like I really loved doing stand-up and like I would watch John Mulaney specials and write every single word down. I never missed an SNL and I always wanted to do it, right? And I did it. And it was great, but then you know to do an open mic, you might be driving to Cambridge. You get there at seven. You might not get on until ten forty-five. So I don't get home until eleven forty-five. All right, well now I got to go to the gym at four in the morning. Okay, well now I haven't slept. Now I'm at work. It's affecting my work performance. Okay, so I can't really justify to myself doing all three things. All right, well I got to work. Number one, uh, or do I have to work? You know, or should I make one of these a full time? You know, how do I want to make these decisions? Is very much based on power ranking them and then delegating my time accordingly. So that would be. Uh, a way that, you know, some of these hobbies have died out throughout the times and some of them just completely replaced one another, you know, working out is what I used to do, you know, playing on three basketball teams in a winter, you know, that's kind of, it kind of manifests its way into, into quicker, uh, more palatable things. But, um, so maybe that would be one more note I'd want to add on to, um, just to give a little more context in the hobbies.
1: Hmm.
0: Strategic quits, I would say,
2: hmm. <laughs> you know. <coughs> so so I would say um you know and again I'll I'll circle back to uh, to Batman but like I think like my interest in that is very similar to uh, Brenna's interest with like the Greek gods and mythology just because like I love the the history behind it and like all the characters like all the different versions of, of Batman like I love reading you know graphic novels and you know reading different stories And, like, different people's interpretations of the character um, just really, like, fascinates me. And it's something, like, I've always been interested in the last few years. Um, And, you know, find myself a lot of times, you know. So, like, for example, this new Batman movie that's coming out in a year. You know, I've gone through looking at, like, what the cast is and, like, the characters that they're playing. And going back and being like, okay, has this character been used in a comic? in like a comic series before or have they been used in like a tv show and it's like i don't know something that's always been interesting to me and like you know the actors that play batman like what are the different things that they bring to you know the role in like any any type of respect and that's always something that's always really really interested me
1: that's actually a good point because there's a there, you need to be on top of so many layers if you're like really gonna understand yeah. all of it as like one singular universe, right? Or like mm-hmm. one, not, yeah, no,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just so many different you know things to it. Like there's there's video games, there's movies, there's you know the comics and like graphic novels and just all the all the stories just are so so interesting to me. Um, so I guess like that's kind of a out there hobby i guess is just like you know thinking about stuff like that like um unofficially i have like a a script that i've been like meaning to work on for like writing a movie but like i'm not i I like i don't know i don't feel like i'm good at that
1: well i wouldn't say
0: that
2: i feel like i'm good at writing like you know sports story type stuff but like not at like creating stuff
0: yeah, you gotta write a bad script first. You gotta write a bad script before you can write a good script, for sure. Your first script is going to suck, but just having it on paper, thirty pages, or I have no idea how long a manuscript is, but that will give you the bones, and then build it from there.
2: So I guess like that's a uh, I don't I don't want to say like just like a different hobby or like a hobby that people wouldn't expect from like knowing me on like like the surface, like the sports thing. That's like pretty easy. You can get from like knowing me for a few minutes that like that's pretty much you know the biggest thing but i think like there are other like aspects to sport that like i love reading about the histories of certain sports histories of you know players and coaches um and one of the things i love doing is just looking at looking at stats looking at you know certain players you know past or present and just being like oh wow you know this is interesting you know stuff that like people that aren't like super into sports just would be like, they're just numbers. Like why the hell is is that interesting? But I don't know. It's just something that's always, always grabbed me and always, I'm always interested in, and I'm always interested in, you know, you know, here's going back to the video game thing, but oftentimes in video games, you can, you know, like, like build a franchise. And so like drafting players to like build a team. And so, you know, that's something which is always interesting to me. So, you know fantasy football kind of weaves into that too where it's like i love just putting together you know rosters and 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 teams and just like um yeah it's just all of it just is really really interesting to me
1: it's it's like very cool that your hobby also rolls into your job
2: yeah i think i'm pretty lucky
1: that is so rare (laughs) yeah Can I ask, like, a really out-there, wild question? Yeah, oh
2: my gosh, yes.
1: Okay, have either of you ever read, like, a biography or anything like that and, like, felt a deep connection to the person you are reading about? Like, to the point where sometimes you read something and you're like, whoa, like, that's a little familiar. Or, like, have you ever learned about someone and, like, feel that connection?
2: Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I think, like there are some people that I know like sports writers that I know um, that like the way that they are like so passionate about like a sport or a team it's like it's almost like you know speaking my language like someone had written a piece I forget who it was but it was maybe maybe a year or so back and it was this guy writing about how much he like loves the Red Sox and how much it's like means so much to him and like reading that was almost like reading my story like how much I love sports it wasn't necessarily a specific team but it just is like this is me like this is what like sports means to me and like honestly I did tear up a little bit because it was like wow like there are people out there that are that are exactly like me and you know feel the same way about sports feel this you know connection to it and like that that's really that was really special
0: What about you, Keith? Hmm? What about you, Keith?
1: I feel like there's no one, like... There's no one currently that I've ever been, like, I feel that connection. But I did when I was, like, younger. I remember reading something, and it was about, like, ancient Egypt. And I was, like, going through it. And it just, like, felt familiar. So it's, like, a little bit different. Like, I... I wish I had that connection to a person, like, right now, <laughs> like, in current times, like Garrett was saying. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever read anything from that, but, like, sometimes I feel like you can remember versions of your past life, and I feel like it was weird, like, I had that kind of connection to it. So then I was thinking, like, just right now, is that partly what makes me so connected to it right now? Like, in a past life, did Garrett play sports to the point where, like, it, it took over his entire life and now here he is continuing that or like doing that as a hobby, right? Something you enjoy. So that's why I was just wondering if you've ever like any form of a connection where it's like, oh, shoot. You know?
0: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent, Keith. The, the idea that like perhaps some of these, these traits have been in your bloodline for generations is is, is entirely probably um, um, lived out in our hobbies and in our life, for sure.
1: Do you have one, Drew? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I remember reading, like, um, The Man in the Arena, the, the the speech that Roosevelt gave, and I remember hearing that, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, everybody, everybody else who's ever tried to do something has gotten tons of people who don't see where they're coming from. And it's really hard to express that you don't care. like Because like everybody like really cares. And you're like, I really don't care. And people don't understand that. And then when I saw that article, I was like, this guy does not give a fuck what these other people on the sidelines are saying. And I'm like, goddamn. So that really helped me. And then meeting Sean Montgomery, I would say, helped my life a lot. Because... Me and him, I've got that same wolf energy, um, and yeah, I mean, the, we met each other at 14, and we like hated each other for like maybe two years, like just like magnets that would like repel from each other, um, like almost went to flip, we almost went to, to, to blows a few times, and then somewhere, my yeah,
2: first thought am no, hearing that
0: <laughs> wrong for you guys, um, we hated each other, um, and then somewhere our junior year we clicked, and then we like locked in for life for sure so that's my brother for sure but meeting him i felt like meeting him helped me meet myself and same for him to that like we definitely and then like you add in like all the other people in the recipe like everyone else within my friend group had huge impacts on my life but that was something where i got to understand who i was because he was also he fights the same demons not the same demons but like he's wired the same way so being able to talk strategy and talk life with him helped me figure out my life for sure yeah. That.
1: that actually makes me think about there's this like ancient Greek myth that um, when people were like first created, first put on earth um, Zeus, everyone had four legs, four arms and two heads and then because humans had that kind of ability they were considered like more powerful to the gods so Zeus went through and split everybody, so only had two legs two arms, whatever but then what that meant was that your soul had another half somewhere out there in the world and part of your destiny is being reunited with that soul whether it be in a relationship a friendship like anything like that like i would consider kate to be my other half of my person but like not in a way that doesn't make me whole in a way that my soul had this other identity that it got taken from so that it's like kind of reminds me of that too that you like helped find each other to that point uh, yeah absolutely
2: that is so interesting! Wow, that just blew my mind.
1: That's like one of it's my favorite. Whenever people are like really sad over a breakup, I tell them that story. Oh, but like wow. in reality, I actually really do believe it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Andrew, that's so interesting that you shared about um, like meeting someone and like kind of finding out more about yourself in a way. Yeah. I felt that with Camp Arrowhead and certain people that. You know, like, the two of you, I think, are perfect examples of, like, you know, meeting people through Arrowhead, and then it's, like, my life changed, like, and I say that all the time, but, like, I truly mean that Arrowhead 100% saved my life, because I met so many, you know, amazing people that, like, really just, like, get me, and, like, I can be, you know, so close with so many people, and it's, like, that was... That was pretty amazing that you shared that, because it was like, holy shit, like, that's describing exactly Camp Arrowhead to me. Aww. That, like, my life changed, I met, like, so many, like, amazing people, and I think all the time, what if I never found Camp Arrowhead, you know, what the heck would I, would my life look like? God, I don't even want to know
1: what my life would be. Literally.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think all three of us, it had such a huge impact.
1: I wouldn't be a teacher, (laughs) that's for sure.
2: I think think if it wasn't for camp, I wouldn't be as comfortable with, with myself as I am, you know.
0: Yeah, Nick Warren said that a while back. It makes you just very comfortable in your own skin fast and that's just such a that's such a gift Mm -hmm.
1: sometimes I think about that and like looking back and thinking like the times that I did feel self conscious like at like at camp doing something silly and ridiculous right and then being able to feed off of other people acting like even if they do feel the same way that I do but like putting that show on to be their true selves and like who cares if they're feeling a little embarrassed at the same time that was, like, one of the hardest things for me. But then at the same time, I will say that summer, I think it was, Andrew, it was you, me, Amanda, Liz, and Ethan. And we were doing this, like, stand-up routine. And I remember it was volunteer, um, volunteer, what's it called? Training. When they did come the two days before camp story.
0: Volunteer oh, training.
1: Oh, training. Oh, my God. I'm like start of the volunteers that makes no sense like <laughs> volunteer training I will never forget we were doing this like whose line is it anyways like routine and I remember being like so freaking anxious and freaking out and then looking at Liz and looking at Amanda and like Liz not really meaning to act the way that she's acting but it's just hysterical on cue And then Amanda just, like, being her true self, and it made me feel so inspired. And then the minute that you and Ethan jumped in, I was like, who gives a shit? Literally. (laughs) Like, we, I, honestly, I think maybe me and Amanda made a joke about Octopussy, which is, like, (laughs) it was so inappropriate, but, like, only to a few volunteers quietly. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that is the moment where I feel like I finally started to accept myself because of others but I do hate that that was a struggle I had like
0: Hmm.
1: always at camp but I think that's more of society than camp because I was more myself at camp than I was anywhere else
2: Hmm. so So I think you know talking about hobbies is so interesting I just love finding out like little tidbits about people Um, so I think now would be a good time that we shift into um, things that we would like to do or things that maybe we'd like to do more of um, you know, in terms of hobbies, like are there anything are there any things out there that you guys have like always wanted to do or do more of?
1: I mean, for me, stand-up comedy is something that I've always wanted to do but mm. I, that's still something that I'm working on like building that, sure. I do routine or, or yeah. confident really to do it, but But that is like a a hobby I would like to try Hmm. and like kind of jump into. But instead, there's like that big gap of nervousness that's really holding me back from it. But I do think that the material that I write down in my little phone notebook thing could be considered funny. I just don't. I gotta put it together, you know.
0: Yeah, you got to get – like same thing with the Garrett manuscript. You got to get up there and bomb. You got to get up there and do a terrible five and then survive it and then your money. Next time you go up, and kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel a fear of failure. It will – It, it, can, it can, it's good because it makes you like prep and all that stuff. And then when it puts you into paralysis, it's like, ah, oh, man, this stinks. I wasted so much time where I could have been just – you know. and the same thing with Arrowhead. Once he you – know, once the volunteer comes out of their shell, they're like, oh, I wish I hadn't wasted X amount of weeks – you know, in the shell, but, um, but man, it is so hard getting out of that shell. It's, it's the, it's the challenge. Oh yeah. Any, any hobbies you're looking to pick up in the, in the next 18 months, Garrett?
2: Oh, <laughs> I like I said 18 months.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, how, see how I gave you a timetable there that mm-hmm. may or may not be after Corona.
2: Um, So, you know, it's interesting. I, um, you know, went apple picking with my mom, um, on Monday and, you know, one of the things that I've always been interested in is kind of being, being outside more and like doing things in nature, you know, and it's even if it's something as simple, just like taking a walk in like a nature preserve or like, you know, doing like hiking that's like reasonable. Um, it's something that's always interested me. Like when, when our family goes up to Bar Harbor and we go up to Maine, you know, there's so many different trails that you can, you know, ride bikes on, walk on. And like, that's one of the things that like, I love the most just like being in nature and like, just like experiencing it. And I feel like that's something that I would like to do more of, you know, and if there are places, you know, locally, or, you know, if it's, we go on vacation somewhere and like explore certain areas it's like something that I've always wanted to try to do more of.
0: Well, I'd love to. I'd love to accommodate or help with that in any way I could because getting outdoors is so important. So yeah. Two up.
2: Um. One other thing is you know, and I'll circle back to Batman for like the third time. Sure. Um, but I think one thing I have always been interested in is like doing something with like the Batman knowledge that I have. So like. I don't know if it's like making YouTube videos or like, you know, reacting to things or like, I don't know, doing something with that I think would be something that like I would be really like interested in and I think like I'd have fun with.
0: Yeah, you gotta get your YouTube game
2: up. up. Yeah, seriously. For sure. One of the things and actually, this is a, a YouTuber that I've been watching recently is he like does countdowns of like, top ten or top five things within the the video games, like the Batman Arkham video games, where, like, he'll do, okay, here are the top five things that, like, this game did really well, or, like, top five things it didn't do so well. And it's like, that is almost exactly what I want to do. You know, is do something like that. And I feel like it was oddly inspiring finding this guy's videos and then finding out that, actually, he has a Twitter account. I follow him on Twitter and he, like, tweets about stuff like that all the time. And, you know, I'm one of those weird people that, like, if I find someone, if, if, if I, so, like, for example, if I find someone's YouTube videos and, like, they happen to have a Twitter, I'll DM them and just be like, dude, like, appreciate the work you're doing. And, like, stuff like that where, like, they probably would think I'm just some weirdo being, like, just randomly DMing, but it's, like, I genuinely am, like, hey, like, I, I really like this. Um. but yeah I think like that would be something that I would like to, to delve into at some point
0: good idea
1: I could easily see that being a thing
2: absolutely
0: absolutely I mean you could even do that under 100% anonymity you could do it with 100% Garrett Hayden at gmail yeah. really even when it flies if you do a bunch of b-roll and then some voiceovers like yeah. yeah, Yeah. just
2: come know. up with a whole, like, alternate personality.
0: Yeah, yeah, just yeah, get a nice mask, $200, $300, nothing too yeah. crazy.
2: <laughs> I should really spend my money in, like, a, on, like, a an abane mask. you yeah. like, oh, what today?
0: Now the wheels are turning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: That's gas, dude. Um, Andrew, do you have
2: anything that you, uh, like, want to want to try or, like, do or something you've always wanted to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I do think that, like, um, I was called and put on this earth to, like, open up summer camps for individuals with special mm-hmm. needs, so I want to do that before I die, mm-hmm. and I won't feel complete if I don't do it, just black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, I want to start rolling jiu-jitsu, but... Uh, with COVID, I just live with my parents. I really don't want to do it now because I'm getting chest to chest with some mom pajamas. If I'm doing jujitsu, but, um, Mm -hmm. I want to like, I want to start doing that. I want to learn just all that stuff. I think it's so fascinating. So those are the two things. And speaking of time management, I'm going to strike through some serious stuff so I can get that first goal done before they put me in the ground. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's just got to get done. So it will. Hmm.
1: You've been talking about that for a while, too. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure.
2: And I think you can do it, and, you know, I fully fully support that dream, and, like, if there's literally anything I can do, like, I want to help you, like, be able to realize that, because that is such a huge thing, and, like, you don't strike me as a person that would get overwhelmed easily, like, you're a person where it's, like, you have your mindset on something I would hate to bet against you.
0: Yeah, no no, I'm so I'm so hard-headed like it's going to get done. I just don't know how it's going to, but like yeah. I'm way I'm way stronger than I was when I first had this idea mm-hmm. as a person, as a human, as a communicator. And yeah. 21-year-old me couldn't do it. I know I can do it now. I'm not saying I going to embark on the project now, but like I know I have the skills to do it and I just just got to literally just make it happen yeah. for sure. So, definitely looking looking forward to to that journey.
1: You will, I know you will. There's no doubt in my mind at this point. Yeah,
0: thank
2: you. Yeah, the way that you you just attack things, you know, I would hate <laughs> I would hate to bet against you. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put up a futures bet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'll be there.
2: So I think that we've probably like reached the end of our like main conversation. Unless you guys have any other like last little thoughts that you have.
1: No, oh, I thought that was perfect. I thought it
2: was great as well. So um, obviously we will close out our episode with the uh, positive thing. And obviously it's been quite a bit since we've done our last episode, but like anything you guys have done in like the last couple weeks that like has really brought a like, positive feeling to you or something you just feel really good about. Um, And I can go first so you guys can maybe think about. um, So I kind of have two things that are kind of weaved into each other. So, um, again, I'm not going to, I don't feel like it's necessarily the right space to go into full detail. Um, But last week I had to um, go to the emergency room and I had to get a procedure done. um, And that was, you know, a little bit scary. You know, I think that for the most part, it wasn't like, super serious, you know, I'm pretty much the same person, you know, not a lot changed, but it definitely was a really trying experience and not something that I, you know, stuff like that just kind of happens. And sometimes it's hard to be prepared, but, you know, coming out of that and having the people that, you know, surround me, supported me, you know, really, really helped me. And that's, you know, I thought about that even while I was in the ER, that it's like I have so many people around me that, that, that love me and will be there for me. And, you know, it really was a wonderful feeling the day that I, you know, maybe had come home and I, I'd let some people know and people just were like, hey, we love you and glad that, that everything's working out. And that just meant, meant a lot to me. Um, and then I think it was later in the week, um, Andrew and a couple friends of mine stopped by the house and just hung out. And, you know, I really just needed that I really just needed some time just to visit with people. So, um, I really appreciated, you know, all the love that came from, you know, friends and family. So I think that was definitely a, a big positive for me. That's
1: awesome. I'm glad that you're okay too. I know yeah. I texted it to you, but still.
2: Yeah. Appreciate it.
1: Um, I would say my positive is that work has started, and it's not that bad. I mean, right now, we did find out this week that we were going into remote, which is a bummer, but um, I still got to have two weeks with students in person, which is great, and I'm working with two new people this year as co-teachers, and so far it's been really awesome, um, which is always a little nerve-wracking, because like two personalities running the same rooms, like... It just, you never know how it's going to go. But so far, it's been really awesome, so that's something I was worried about that is positive, which I really like.
0: Yeah. That's great. I saw, uh, I was I was going around doing this and that around Natick today, and I saw Alex Ferranti, who is a homie through and through. Mm-hmm. Just like, I've been friends with him for uh, like 10, um, and just ran into him, so we chopped up for like five minutes. Um, probably gonna snag Wendy's in the coming weeks. Um, Alex, you listen to this. What's up, man? Um, and Carol, my number one listener. We love number everyone.
2: one.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, it was just like sometimes you meet one of your buds, and they're just like just like solid people, and you're like, man, that is just such a solid dude. And like Ferranti really has just like been a friend for so long, so that was pretty cool. So that was a highlight of my day.
2: That is really <laughs> special.
1: That friendship blossoming in high school was, like, probably one of the things that made me happiest in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, at first I was nervous, and then I was like, wait a second, this is going to be beautiful. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Huh. Well, that is fun. I felt like we had a uh, really great, really, like, interesting episode today. Yet. I really did not know like where the conversation was gonna go but I think that like I think it ended up being great hopefully everyone enjoyed listening to that
1: Carol we love you yeah
2: I love you seriously Carol so yeah. you know we'll we'll see when we get back to you guys with episode 10 you know we'll figure out what's going on you know maybe we think about a guest I don't know we'll see um, but yeah we'll be keeping, keeping you guys in the loop. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.